episode of the Buffalonian podcast is brought to you by the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built with and for entrepreneurs. We cover many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. We feature the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Buffalonian podcast. The Buffalo Bills are waiting the 76 days until the NFL draft. And the Sabres finally play a game this upcoming Saturday after the All-Star break. With some Would You Rather, hot takes, trivia, and more, this is the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. And fellas, the Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. The Pro Bowl is over. NHL All-Star Weekend is over. And the NFL Awards happened last night. I mean, how are, how are we feeling? I know the Bills, we're in our offseason now. We're waiting the 76 days till the draft to see some exciting, you know, news come about. But what how are we feeling? What are we, what are we thinking? Uh, kind kind of stunned that the uh, NFL season's almost over. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I mean I guess it's just you know the NFL season's longer than it used to be. You know, starting from last year, so I'm not gonna complain. But it is always kind of weird. Last week, getting the this day five years ago because the Super Bowl used to be played last weekend and and things like that. But now it's I guess it's it's a new tradition. So. Yeah, I mean, I saw Nick Foles post. Yeah, this day five years ago, it was the Philly special when when he won. And I don't know. It, it's interesting. I like the longer season, but at the same time, I wish it was like forty games. You know, but then then <laughs> players wouldn't be able to do games, that. NFL so, seasons. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You know, so players wouldn't be able to do that. So, um, I don't know. But yeah, season's over almost. Uh, I mean, we're gonna do our Super Bowl little pregame special on Sunday we're going to have out there for everyone. But um, yeah, let's just, let's roll right into at least what the bills have going on. We have a, we have a new hire on the defense, Al Holcomb. Uh, He's a familiar face for Shawnee for McD. Uh, He's been there for uh, he's in Carolina with him from 2013 to 2016. So, I mean, what are your general thoughts on this on this hire i i i think it's you know everyone's talking about hiring offensive things and he hired a defensive thing that he's comfortable with but people are iffy about it some people like it some people don't what are you what are you guys thinking about it um i mean to me like he served as what the interim dc last year when they fired matt rule Mm -hmm. um i think they're kind of trying to maybe like show Leslie like hey like I mean we're gonna get you some help like because she's gonna be the what assistant defensive coordinator essentially head yeah defensive assistant yeah yeah mm-hmm. so I think maybe this is kind of like a sign to Frazier that he'll be back next year but if you know they don't see improvement or like you know something this isn't right with the defense like they can make a switch with the guy who's in-house and like 
learning these guys and knowing the culture and everything and be comfortable with it. Cause I mean, when Carolina made their change, like they were playing well, like once they got rid of Matt rule, like they're playing well for how bad that division is. Like you gotta give them credit for doing what they could do with that kind of team. But you know, I think it's just kind of like, I don't want to say like an insurance policy, but like, I think it's something to where if they get rid of Leslie Frazier, he's going to probably step in and become the new DC. Plus he has that history with McDermott. So I think it's just kind of building comfort within the organization for now. Yeah. I, I think there's multiple ways to look at this, to be honest. A lot of people who are McDermott credits will look at this and say that they hired a yes man, you know, a guy that he's familiar with a guy. I've seen that on Twitter quite a bit. Specifically. Yeah. I'm going to take a little bit of the opposite route of this guy came from the Steve, you know, Steve Wilkes system, which is a very blitz heavy, not not a lot to shell kind of sit back system. It's a very blitz heavy system, attacking aggressive system. So I think it adds a new perspective in the organization with that type of defense. Also, I do think it's important to hire people that you have experience with and, and, and know and know what kind of person they are. So I don't think from the perspective of, oh my God, I heard another Carolina person from his you know, error there. That's a yes man. I don't. I wouldn't consider that to be a yes man. I would just consider that to be, he knows the guy. He trusts the guy. Um, obviously he wants some of the staff, but also, you know, being. I believe he's a defensive. They hired for me to be a dis- defensive like assistant, so he doesn't have like yeah. an official title. But saw so us with the safety coach as well. You know, with the maybe looking to add new wrinkles to covering up the people reading the sa- the slot corner. I think. And develop, and you know he has a track record of developing safeties. I think Holcomb, you know, he has a track record of developing linebackers. And I think mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know if this is a sign that Tremaine's gone, or maybe they think they're going to resign him. They, they could even take Tremaine to another level. But I also think this is a a future move of you know getting another guy in the room that has a known track record of developing linebackers, especially you know potentially if you if you lose an important piece in in that in that position room as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, like you said, I don't really view it as a yes man scenario. Um, it's you know, you know, you know. Also, people thought it was a yes man scenario. Even yours truly, Kevin Adams, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And th- that dude's cooking right now. I mean, we'll get to that, but um, it's just it's 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 a good hire in my opinion. He's comfortable with him, like you said, Dom. Uh, they know him. He's got a track record for developing linebackers and. You know, Tremaine, like, developing even more would kind of be nice if we keep him around. We got we to gotta sign him first. But Matt Milano back there, you know, and that would be that would be cool to see and see some improvement on an already improved season from this past season, you know. Um, and just, you know, maybe play something other than nickel zone. Maybe he's got a little whisper in the air, Frazier. You know what I mean? Change it up a little bit. But I don't know. We, we shall see. We shall see. And then. I mean, they have an important. I mean, they just drafted Terrell Bernard in the third round last year. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I feel like that pick has to starting next season have to show some weight on actual defense, not just special teams. So I think maybe it's kind of that move as well. I mean, we saw maybe with potentially Benford moving to safety. So I I feel like these moves so far, well, I don't think they're flashy or necessarily like the sexy move of like getting rid of Frazier. Um. I do think adding different perspectives to the defense and how to maybe fix some of your problems while also creating new problems for the offenses you face uh, should should be a a good add to the defense. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what'd you say? I said good wrinkles to the defense. Yeah. And also <laughs> with, with Vaughn saying that he's going to be back for week one. You know, you never Let's know hope. about that. But, you know, hopefully, you know, if you, if you get Micah back and Vaughn back in the season, you know, if other people may be taking a jump, I think this defense could still be solid. I feel like this defense is going to go back to, like, the 2020 defense, which was, mm-hmm. like, really pretty much average, but they got a lot of takeaways. Yeah. I, I feel like that. Like, I think they end up finishing ninth in total yards, but that was because they won. I, if you, I mean, after the hell Mary Murray, you know, they went on a huge run at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They were really, like, around 15, 16, but they always seemed to, like, like Seattle, they gave up like 34 points, but they like had four turnovers. Like it was that kind of defense. And maybe, you know, with the, with the talent leaving the system, maybe they're starting to think, hey, we got to start like being like, okay, giving up 400 yards, but causing more turnovers. I mean, this is also the team that didn't have like, had like a very long stretch of the season without getting an interception. So, yeah, I mean, I I would be okay with that. I'm a I'm a big guy for takeaways. High event. I, yeah. I, I mean, we already have the Sabres who are pretty high event. Yeah, I mean, it's just both of them are going to be high event, Buffalo high event uh, teams. You, you, you got to love it. I mean, couldn't ask for anything better. But, yeah, I, I think I think it's a good hire at the end of the day, and we'll definitely see some good changes, I think. Um, the whole yes man thing will die off in like a month, I feel like, when people just calm down. You know, the Twitter warriors go back in their caves for a little bit, and that'll <laughs> be that, you know. But just one thing before we move into – um, the Pro Bowl and such, just that article Jessica Pagula published about her mom and giving an update was extremely, extremely well written. Like that was like I was like, holy cow, that's that's that was amazing. But uh, it's nice to hear an update on Kim and know that she has been taking steps towards as much of a recovery as she can make um, and actually understand what happened. Because I remember we talked about it um, when she was when she, you know, had her health scare and went back to be treated in Florida, I think, or wherever, the, wherever they were. But we, mm-hmm. we had no idea what happened to her. I remember we mentioned it a couple times. And in the first episode of the betting on the bills or second one, when after the Rams game, we only saw Terry there and they, the TV broadcasters were talking about it too. We chatted about it, but yeah, our uh, prayers are going out to Kim Pagula for more and more recovery as time goes on. And um, you know, because she let's let's just be honest. Let's say it how it is. Terry was not the brains behind this operation. It was it was Kim. So um, Terry's the money bags. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a very sad situation. Glad she's doing it right. Again, mm-hmm. shows the power of CPR. Um, however, when she gets certified. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting what's going to happen to, I guess, the future of the sports teams, because she was so involved and so important. I know they kind of already replaced her a little. I don't know. I don't want to say replaced, but they filled her role uh, with the Sabers a little bit with their new hire recently uh, in the organization. So it, it's going to be interesting how. I mean, she has such big shoes. It's going to be interesting how, and for both teams, how they're going to, you know, fill them. Yeah, I mean, I think like it's just really like something you never expect to happen, and then you see with. Demar Hamlin, you know, the same thing happening to him. Like, it just really probably hit home that much more for these players and everything. But, um, you know, it, it's good that she's 
progressing, but um, it's still just terrible to think that like things happen that you never expect to happen like that and how in an instant your entire life can change. And, you know, I just got to take for granted how lucky we are right now. And then um, I know, like you're saying, like, who's going to fill the role? I know, I think the daughter said, uh, like, once she's done playing tennis, she'd want to maybe move into, like, what her mom was doing. So, like, I think that's kind of looking at that, encouraging for the future. Keep it long in the family. Term, like, being here in Buffalo, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just to get something out of it, um, you know, obviously we want her to get better and everything, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just a really unfortunate situation that we had two prominent Buffalo sports figures have cardiac arrest in like a six month span, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, just again, wishing a as much of a recovery as possible with that kind of an injury, you know, in kind of a situation. But um, one of those players who suffered cardiac arrest will be playing football again. Um, Supposedly. Supposedly, he says. I mean, that would be... He looked really good at the... um, He did. The ceremony when he got his uh, award. So that's really encouraging. That was cool. They had the medical staff from Cincy and Buffalo along with the people from the hospital the doctors and nurses as well that was really cool um yep i mean there was a pretty tough moment for all those people that thought he was dead and there was a double (laughs) at the patriots game (laughs) yeah yeah the the uh the body double that was all covered up in a mask i mean the conspiracy uh, theory clone yeah the clone did you see on uh kyle brandt's basement josh allen he brought that up josh looked visibly like upset like kind of angry that that people were thinking that he was just kind of like that's stupid. Be There's some really dumb conspiracy theories out there. Yeah, he's like that's stupid. Like just straight up, he's like anyone who thinks that that's just stupid. <laughs> but let's just let's let's move into the Pro Bowl. And my big question to you guys is: Did you watch it first of all, and did you enjoy it? Because I watched it, and I enjoyed it more than any other Pro Bowl I've watched. I'm going to be 100 honest with you. Uh, the flag football, they finally admitted who they were at their core they weren't touching each other so you might as well no helmets jalen ramsey was pretty aggressive as always he's got to have i do gotta say in in somewhat of his defense i had to say this dude was i mean mike knows it's been playing flag football and hitting people on the sideline but that was that was so what you did mike that's not your (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking the same thing It, it, I, I hate to be the guy to defend Jalen Ramsey, but my man was running full speed and was literally going for the flag on some other person, and then the guy let it lift to Tyreek Hill, and there was no way he was going to stop. So, yeah, I just I'm not saying he put the little shoulder down. Like I think that was intentional, but like the speed of the contact, there was very little he could do. Dude, Tyreek got a pretty nasty turf burn from that, though. That, that I mean, that's 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 a lawsuit waiting to happen for Ramsey at that point, but. Bro, Jalen Ramsey, he must have got the game film from our Thanksgiving <laughs> game. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, even the competitions. the We were playing dodgeball at one point. Like, it, it was just, it was, it was, they, I don't know how to put it. They took it seriously, right? But it was more laxed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was I, like. I, I think they did a good job this year of. People, I mean, it's hard in football to go full stop. Like two minutes left in the Pro Bowl, like you really gonna be the guy that 
hits the slot receiver over the middle of the field. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but like in flag football, like I'm not saying they hit obviously you're not gonna hit anyone, but like you could uh-uh. like go a little hard, like. And I think I think we saw that. I think also the Manning brothers. While some people might find them to be kind of like annoying, like I think they're kind of funny, and I think I like they added I they like added them. like a like I know in in years past in the Pro Bowl it was like Team Rice and Team Irwin. I'm Irvin, I want to say, like at one point where they did like mm-hmm. player drafts, and that was just like those guys just weren't big. I'm not saying they weren't big enough figures, but like I don't think anyone was really they didn't have like the personality to kind of carry the event. I think the Manning brothers did like a good job of like, I mean, you saw Eli, he wasn't even paying. I mean, the halftime show was the worst part of the Pro Bowl, but like, what was that? Like, can we just be honest for like, what was that? What who thought that was a good idea? Two dudes just yelling up there for, for 30 minutes. I I, I don't get it. The music also was awful, but it was just like whatever. Let me time to get gas, so I was pretty happy about it. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, no. From what what I watched from the Pro Bowl, like it was it was entertaining. Like I don't know. I guess there's a little bit. I would say it was better than watching a game in their full pads and them just like playing two hand touch. I will say that it was better than that. But I'm still a huge fan of like them actually playing the game like when they did years ago like i mean i know that'll never that'll never happen they'll never come back the players don't want that and like i understand it because you just played a long season and why risk injury like miles garrett like he broke his toe or sprained his toe or something his toe i mean yeah patrick has something i mean he's just looking at his toe before us we should have got him on the Oh my God! We are we are we are we are medical expert. Um, but oh. <laughs> Mike can't handle it. You want me to take over for a second? I no, just I I don't know. It the one thing who I'm trying to think. There was a Bills quarterback number eight. Mike is Mike's got to take a second to think of No, it wasn't. It wasn't a Bills quarterback. I think you're talking about Brian Mormon that got lit up in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that was a fake punt. He was the punter. Punter, yes. I, I by Sean Taylor. Yeah, like that. That's what people want to come back. But I'm like, these guys just played now. Brian extra... Mormon. Yeah, Brian Mormon. Yeah, that's what is that what you want to come back, Mike? You want Brian Mormon to come Bro, back? Bro, that Sean Taylor letting up Brian Mormon is so funny. Because <laughs> the dude's just in the Pro Bowl running and then just bam, get hit by one of like the top safeties at the time. So like yeah. damn. <laughs> I would say, like, I would agree with Mike. Like, I think, yeah, it would be better if they played an actual game. I think some people are suggesting that they should play and scratch the Pro Bowl and play, like, the toilet bowl game of, like, winner gets the number one pick between the two worst teams. I know that's an interesting idea. I have to say that, like, I enjoyed the Pro Bowl for the first time in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I also think they under well, – I think with the flag football, they understood to, like, we get to see these players interact more and we get to see their faces. That was cool. And I think that's real. I think that's important because, like, compare. I watched the NHL All Star Game, and I had to say I was pretty disappointed in it. And I think one of the big reasons why I think the NFL like gets more attention, especially like in their All Star Games, even even if, in previous years, I would say the NHL is better, is because if you interview an NHL player, like like Conor McDavid, like you ask him something, and he's just gonna give you like a generic response. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that's kind of like, I mean, it's what I expected, but it's not very interesting. Like, if you interview an NFL player, God, they could talk about like all kinds of things. Like, Cam Jordan just like openly trashed the Bucks, like yeah. openly trashed the Bucks because they're talking about how they're going to return to form after Tom Brady retired. Yeah. 
I don't mm. like. I feel like in the NHL, it's kind of like no one's gonna like be like, "Yeah, man, screw that team." Like, yeah, it's like Derek Carr. Yeah. Now it's probably why I'm not coming back here next year while he's laughing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like <laughs> you don't get. Yeah, that. yeah. Derek Carr just openly <laughs> even like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have to also R- rip Derek Carr, man. He was pretty brutal. Yeah. I, I think. Uh, listen, looking at what, what was going on in the Pro Bowl. Like Peyton Manning might have benched him. He was thinking about it, I feel like. Like he was not like he I think they have seen very quickly like Tyler Huntley, man. Like, should he have been a Pro Bowler? No, but man, like he was he the ideal candidate for a, a Pro Bowl being mobile and all that. Yeah. Like, heck, I, we gotta start ad- you know adapting some of those rules for, for our game. How do you think the game ended? I mean, Peyton Manning was screaming because he took a knee within the five yard line or something and you can't do that and he was like freaking out running out of the field what do you think do you think the afc deserved an, uh another shot to to stop it or, or what what happened you think i'm not a flag football rule i mean that's like but... that's like a dude finishing uno and then someone realizing he didn't say uno but he already put his last card down yeah like hmm. it was just a kind of a caveat like yeah <laughs> just like because there's his brother that's also true yeah I but mean, also, like, Payton does care about, like, I think he got on the McAfee show and been like, we got to start attracting, like, the big NFL players to start playing back. And I think he was talking about, like, the AFC, like, well, Allen. Our Herbert, quarterback Herbert, to Herbert Beach, actually had, like, so. major shoulder surgery, apparently. So, like, he's good. Burrow, like, they didn't have those two guys. I feel like if they had those two guys, it would have been a better show. But, yeah, I mean, it was one of those situations where it's like, yeah, if you read the, like, letter of the law, yeah, what they did was technically, like, can't happen. But, like, at the same time, like, it's over. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm Roger Goodell said that's where the pro bowl is staying flag football. So I um, thought it was interesting, especially like how like the NFC started using Turpin from Dallas and the AFC started using Tyreek as like the blitzer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. We may just start doing that in, in our own pro bowl, in our own flag football game. I'm just having, you know, big the Buffalonian bowl blitz. Yeah. Hey, and I said that like during the game, and and then I was like playing like corner and they never threw that way. So okay, 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 because 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 in our game we did five Mississippi or whatever, and at that point, and that's how we had to do the the, the pass rush thing because that 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 actually made some sense. Yeah, no, we could definitely watch some film and figure it out yeah. from there. Yeah, but also I I think I think a bigger question has to be asked. Buffalo and Cobbine. You called out Matt Hawk last year. Uh-huh. You're gonna call out <laughs> Stefan Diggs for I mean, he obviously I, I, I'm really upset. I think ESPN missed a golden opportunity to interview him like directly after and be like, Hey, like what coverage did you see on the interception? Like, did you not expect him to drop off? Because <laughs> all he needed to do is lob it over his brother and he had Trevor Lawrence for a touchdown. He did, he I threw did a bullet to, pass. To, I know you pressed the wrong Madden button. Mm-hmm. Do you he think he could out throw Diggs now? Is that your I mean he does warm up before the game? You know, and then man. the catch, the best catch competition. He did know? he catch it the first, the second one where he jumped through the cheerleaders in the smoke. Did he catch the, both of them the first time? Um, because then Pete Davidson only gave him a 69 and started winking at the camera. So I was like, this is <laughs> I was like, it's like, I, was, one, I don't know what happened. <laughs> the first one was definitely his best attempt. I think I'd have to look. I thought the ball might have like touched the ground, but I also think he might have been able to keep it like. <laughs> Above it, just yeah. slightly, but it wasn't clean, just, I guess. Can we just acknowledge how bad the trampolines were? They weren't getting like, any They air. were getting, like, 
maybe like two inches. I think Adam in Schefter the air. got the most there actually. Like, pre-game. dude, they should have gotten some trampolines where they can get like a foot in the air and do like a flip and then catch. Like, that would have been so cool. Yeah, RG3 did on, though. Then they land and bust their ankle. Bro, they're landing on pads. They're fine. If you watch though the pregame, I do the same thing at Sky Zone. They might might land on their side and bust their side. Like, dude, you do the same thing at Sky Zone. You're okay. If you watch the pregame, RG3 was the only one who was able to do it. Like, get up and get the air. He spun around and caught a ball and like tweaked in. Dude, if RG3 can do it with his bum knee, like, come on. Mm -hmm. And in a suit. Yeah, and in in a suit. suit. Like, that's really impressive. Did you see Adam Schefter try it? Did you see that? His little waddle up to the trampoline, and then he gets like a foot (laughs) off the air. Anytime Adam Schefter tries to do anything physical, it's just hysterical. I think we might have to get that clip for next time. It's just unathletic. Just, yeah, it's gold. But I mean, maybe, maybe the combine, maybe I try it's and out throw digs. I am Schefter is definitely the guy that's like, if like aliens came to the plan, they wanted to see if you actually played football on the ESPN thing, and they didn't made you do one athletic test. They would they would be able to pick out the guy that didn't play football. Yeah, or they'd have like Woj do like basketball stuff. Yeah, shoot threes, or like mm-hmm. you know Bob McKenzie do hockey thing. Like, I'm sorry, but all these insiders, like, I don't think they could actually like do, play their sport. No, no. Jeff Passan I mean, playing baseball. Yeah, that's that's, I don't know. that's, that's very accurate. Very, but yeah, very the accurate. combine dom is possible. Um, I'll 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 work up a statement about it in the coming coming weeks as we get closer to summer. No bum Achilles this time around. So we uh we'll get it off the ground and run in the summer. But maybe Let's maybe go. a Joe versus Diggs throw. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I mean, could happen. Could happen. That could be interesting. But I mean, it it was it was at least nice to see that like it seemed like all the Bills had a moment. I know it's weird with like the offensive and defensive linemen because like only the center and maybe like one or two edge rushers played in the mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um obviously Morris is one of the centers so he played a lot. Did you see Dion's interview? He, he was saw snowman with um Cam Hayward yeah they're saying they're weird. He's like it's he's like it's a copycat league. He was like yelling all this stuff into the mic. I was like what is he saying? I was like <laughs> he was just screaming. It was so funny. It was hysterical. Yeah, I did say well, Knox made the biggest play of the game for the AFC catching that fourth down Tud. Yeah. I have to say, all these Jags fans that after the fourth and like twenty yard bomb from Lawrence to Diggs, they were like future teammates with the winking and the like the wide eye. I was like, please. How about no? How enjoy about Kel- enjoy not. Kelvin the gambling the gambler Ridley? Yeah. Dude, I completely forgot that Calvin Ridley, like that's actually pretty good. Like he's Dude, he was, I mean, I'm not I'm just saying he bad. is a number one receiver. Like he's like yeah, on that gamble, team, like, he's gonna gamble. He's again. like a, I don't know. I always considered him like a one-two. Like he's kind of like T. Higgins a little bit. Like he's a really. It great helped when he dude. had Julio, like for sure. He also was good when I mean Julio was also banged up a lot. So that was t- after Julio's prime. And he but... also had noodle arm Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. Noodle arm. Yeah, yeah, noodle Noodles. arm Matt Ryan. He was who now should be an analyst. I actually didn't mind him on the broadcast. He he actually takes digs pretty well. Someone said something about twenty eight to three, and he just kind of ate it. But um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Knox yeah, making that fantastic catch and a wide receiver, is Dawson Knox our pass catcher number two going into next season? All right. Listen, we're paying them top tight end money in the NFL. I'm going to be honest with you. Why are we? Not, I get it. Our I, offensive line sucked, so we had to use them to block. But I think we got to use them to catch more. Maybe not number two. Maybe not number two. But he, he definitely needs be, more than like 40 catches a year. But exactly, like, yeah. You look at some of these team, like these top teams, like 
on their tight ends, how they're just like mismatched nightmares. Now I know like Knox isn't like this athletic freak like Kelsey or like Gronkowski was, but like he's you like know, a true that though. He yeah, likes trucking guys. He can get yards. Yeah, he's still catch. gonna be a mismatch because if you throw him on a linebacker, he should be faster than a linebacker, and then he's gonna hopefully be able to outmuscle like a corner, like a inside corner. Like, you know, I don't see why you can't experiment throwing him in the slot. It's like just see what he can do. And like if you like you said, Joe, we're paying him all this money and we didn't even use him that much. So like yeah. what was the point of paying him if you're not gonna use him? Right. And yeah. now we're coming up on uh the, where the cap's thin, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're paying money and not even utilizing him. So it, to me it's it's a waste at this point. We gotta use him more. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation. I think it's an interesting conversation of do the do the Bills need to add like another really legit wide receiver or do they just need like like a complimentary piece? Mm-hmm. And like I mean you can answer it both ways. Like, yeah, I think I think they do need to add like a bigger piece. Like I again that's why I've I mean, I'm starting to lean more towards offense lineman first round, but I wouldn't be opposed if they if somehow Jordan Addison from USC or Jackson Smith mm-hmm. Jigba from Ohio State, like Ohio State were there. Like I think you would take them and then you upgrade your slot. I think that's like where where they need the most help, like to add another slot receiver. So I don't know if they need to like well, Beasley like, wants D-hop. to return. Like I don't like D hop and all that. Like it's more like Hunter run for like you just need another like guy, but I think it just comes down to I feel like Davis was not in the role he needed to be. And like, I don't think was, he was nowhere to be seen either. I don't think he was as bad as some of the like catch rates uh, go. I also don't think he was as good as someone like some people use like, oh, he had 800 yards. But like, I know like it's kind of fitting the narrative to say, oh, but he had like three games where he had like 100 plus yards or whatever. He had a 98 yard touchdown. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, that fits that fits the narrative a little bit, but also like, you can't then at the same time flip that like his catch rate isn't as bad as it is. Like I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe if you look like he had a hundred targets, like if you somehow take thirty of his targets away, spread and take out Mackenzie's targets, like because you're gonna cut him hopefully, and like give that maybe a little more to Dawson Knox, a little bit more to Kalia Shakur, a little bit more to you know the running field, the backfield. Like I feel like they have the they have the pieces outside of Diggs. Where if they're utilized better, they're gonna get better production. Where they don't, mm-hmm. maybe just need to add like a Paris Campbell or maybe a, a DJ Chark, maybe a lower kind of wide receiver to just kind of add to the offense and focus more on the line. But yeah, I mean, we had Emmanuel Sanders the previous season, and you know what I mean. Like that was yeah, like another. Good, it's just kind of like another, maybe another vet. I mean, Dawson Knox. Like if you look at like the separation stats, is one of the leaders on the team like every year in yard. Like he, I think he averaged like four yards of separation. I know some of that could be like, I mean, the the Jets touchdown that he had was a sick play, but like he was like open for ten yards, so it's not everything. But like we saw it. I know the Pro Bowl is kind of cheeky, but like we saw it kind of with that route on. Fred Warner, he kind of did like a similar, maybe a little bit longer route uh, against the Dolphins. He did it against the Chiefs in the red zone. Like he can get open. He's shown the ability to get open against safeties uh, in in man coverage in the red zone. So I feel like they need to utilize him a little bit more down there as well. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. And save the the blocking. Unfortunately, Tommy Sweeney probably will no longer be on this team. But uh Quentin Morris also can catch. We've seen that. He's caught touch, touchdowns, you know. He's a good blocking tight end. Like, use these tight ends. That That's a huge aspect to the game. I mean, I think, honestly, 
right now, I know this is a little little bit off topic, but we're in that point where our quarterbacks getting that big money, right? And we're getting big contracts, so our caps getting thin. The Chiefs are in that same position. Mahomes' contract hit before Allen's did, and look at where they are now. They're at a Super Bowl. Andy Reid drafted and worked that out in that team. That's an example of what the Bills kind of need to, you know, look look into doing, I think, because where they are now, you would never know that they, you know, had had that big cap hit with Mahomes, you know? Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I think it's also a situation where, yeah, the Chiefs look great now, but I mean, if you look at their 2018, 2019, 2020 drafts, like those are three back-to-back really me. I mean, they, they drafted Clyde and Richard in the first round. Like those mm-hmm. are three incredibly mediocre drafts. And then yeah. the last two drafts, they drafted Nick Bolton, who's a stud, Creed Humphrey, who's a stud. You know, they drafted Trent McDuffie, who looks very good. Kalaftis, who looks pretty solid as well. Trey Smith, who's a very good guard. Like, you look at their last two drafts, and they've drafted, like, multiple blue chippers plus multiple starters, mm-hmm. like high-end starters, in the last two years. So I think I think it gives hope for, yeah, the Bills the last couple of years haven't had great drafts, but I think there's hope at the end of the tunnel where if they could just hit on more, this draft and the next draft, yeah, I mean, it shows the importance of hitting on your draft picks when you're up against the cap as much as, you know, yeah. the Bills are now and you saw it with the Chiefs as you lose. Yeah, I know. I think Dom said this either last putt or like two ago, but like how being his drafting is like, it's all right. Like, you know, we get a lot of like role players, I would say. Like he's able to get like those mid-round, late-round picks to contribute, but like mainly on like special teams or like his backups. And, like, mm-hmm. we haven't had, like, that um, main elite player. Like, I think, you know, you would expect um, Rousseau to hopefully, like, kind of break out and be a stud edge rusher. And, like, I think once Vaughn was gone, you kind of saw him disappear in a sense. And, like, you know, you got to think he's been working with Vaughn all year. So, like, how was it that, like, when he was gone, like, he just didn't really step up and – get the pressure that we needed. And um, you see like Kair, like hoping that he can kind of break out. Like we have these guys that like potentially could be these stars, but at the end of the day, like a lot of our picks, like Kansas city hit on like all their mid round picks and everything. And like, those are really valuable contracts to have. So like if Bean can do that, like that's just huge for this team being so cap strapped. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know. It's, it's, Shall be interesting, as I always say. I mean, we're in the we're in the thick of it now, where things are going to bit get interesting fast. Come draft day, free agency, like what we're what we do in that. So, um, it, it's all gonna. It's I I hope it comes together. I hope honestly, I know we're not talking Super Bowl. I hope the Eagles win because there's someone who's been predicting the Super Bowls since like 2015, and they've gotten them all right. And they have the Eagles this year and Bills next year. If they get the Eagles this year, that just more light at the end of the tunnel, man. I'm, I'm I think I'm going to releasing that was, I think the worst thing you could have possibly done. I think it's like a huge jinx. Yeah. You think it's like yeah. that person that consistently showed that they got, we're getting the jets uh season, right? Yep. And then they like won a huge L streak. Cause I think they had them going like 11 and six, like that Maybe whole championship game. Yeah. So no, dude, it just figures they release it right <laughs> before he picks the bills to win. So yeah, yeah. Oh, waited a few years, dude. Like, come on. Yeah, so, on par, on par with Buffalo luck. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. We shall see. Now the awards. 
I don't remember what everyone's prediction was. Dom, last night you were calling out your predictions that hit. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember mine. I, I just know that I got to, I, I got the MVP right because I definitely remember picking Mahomes. And I mm-hmm. picked Jeff, Jefferson for Offensive Player of the Year. So mm. I think I, I picked Miles mine. Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year, which wasn't a bad. Uh, I remember, I think I picked Aaron Donald for Defensive Player of the Year. I think I picked Herbert for MVP. I want to say MVP. I just I threw Allen in there. Um, totally, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, he finished I third. He got a yeah. he got a first place vote. Nick Wright was mad about that. Oh, of course he was. Cry baby, you're from Syracuse. Shut up. Like that's all I have to say. <laughs> Bandwagon Chiefs fan. Mahomes is your baby. Oh my, he God. is from gonna... Kansas City. He went to school in Syracuse. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I can't I can't believe that I'm defending Nick Wright today and defending God it's defending Calvin day. Ridley. You're, yeah, you're defending yeah. everyone. But yeah. It was it was an interesting award. I think it's interesting that McDermott had the third most first place votes, but ended up finishing fourth overall in the coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, congrats yeah. to Brian Dable. I'd love to see him win coach of the year. That was awesome. His speech was really blunt. Did you see that? He like didn't say anything. He's like he thanked everyone and just said all I'm saying, like, this off. just proved that the voters got the 2017 coach of the year wrong. Who would have been Sean McDermott? Oh, yeah. It was not Sean McDermott. I can't, I actually, I think it might have been Doug Peterson. I think it was because the, when they won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was, that was always very silly to me that McDermott didn't win. I mean, because it was, that, he, he got to the playoffs with someone else's team at that point. That 17 team was really bad. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Negative point differential. Nate Peterman. Yeah. yeah that team was so bad. Like, you know what it is? It's because they trashed him for benching Tyrod for Peterman, and then he threw five picks. Yeah. That was totally That will live in infamy. I can't believe that. Like, like All the McDermott haters, though, can't be too happy that he got he got respected around the league of a couple, couple, couple picks. I mean, honestly, what I have, no. But that's because we hyperanalyze the Bills. But also at the same time, I think – the whole trust the process thing over the years, I think he is somewhat deserving of it for sure. The way he turned the team and the culture around, you know what I mean? But I, don't I, know. I think the hard thing for McDermott now is like when you have an elite quarterback, it's hard to win the award. And it's also hard to like, if you don't go this, like I actually don't know when voting ends, but it's, I, I, I listen, they, this, there's no doubt he should have been a candidate because the bills went through a lot off the field, even on the field of the whole Hamlin situation. Um, And so there's been a lot of positive McDermott, but the one negative is, the playoffs and you know that's kind of like the one like fact that you don't want to be a negative like it kind of outweighs a little bit most of the positive but yeah maybe in years to come you know hopefully we see the bills progress through and win some awards i mean listen mark hamlin's award was cool but denny kellington you know got voted fifth place in the mvp that's one more vote than russell wilson's career in uh ever yeah. Nice to see Josh get another first place MVP vote. That's the second year he's had first place MVP vote. I know and yeah, he I was behind 20, Rogers one year. And twenty, I think it was like a he had five. I want to say I think it was like forty five for Rogers or something like that. And he had five. Yeah, or it was like Rogers. Rogers had like the like forty plus, but Allen had like five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's getting some recognition. I guess you could. say. I, I think it was interesting that he was ahead of. I'm not saying like. It wasn't deservedly ahead of Burrow, but I do think that was kind of interesting. I think we saw that at the uh, NFLPA poll of him being ahead of Burrow. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I think you got to see more games between them to really. Yeah, yeah, I think that's interesting. And then Hurts being ahead of him. I guess. I mean, like, I feel like best player on the best team. Well, 
Yeah, they had the best record, right? Third, yeah, fourth, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. I mean, to me, I feel like Hurts. If I was doing the voting, it would have been Mahomes and Allen, personally. But I'm also a little bit biased. But I mean, those two for me are the standouts, I guess. Yeah. But I think that's that's gonna do it for our, our Bills talk for the day, fellas. And uh, we're coming at you with a Super Bowl pregame. Uh, when we read the script for the Super Bowl, we'll make our predictions and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll before. I exposed the script. We got to move on. Uh, we got to talk Sabres. But before we do, I want to bring up the Sports Bring People Together podcast. You should listen for entrepreneurial conversations with those in sports. And who knows where the chats will take you. But Sports got us all here together in the first place. Find this show wherever you listen to your podcast or simply visit sportseplus.com. We're back with the Buffalonian podcast with our Sabres talk. And Dylan Cousins has been extended, fellas. Yeah, it's about time. It's about we've been talking about it for what a couple weeks now, right? The possibility of it. A couple months. Well, a couple. Yeah. I mean, a couple weeks starting up, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, uh, comparable to Tages, right? I mean, I think it's really Tages... encouraging that you have your top two centers locked up for combined like fourteen million dollars. Yeah, when in all reality, Tage should probably be making like eleven mm-hmm. plus, and like I yeah. thought Cousins was going to take like around eight, so. I also thought that as well. I do wonder if, like, if they got the eighth out of him, I wonder if it would have been eight by eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, what the combined fourteen point two million dollars and a yeah. cap that's like conservative eighty three million dollars, but it should shoot up like mm-hmm. for the next seven years. That's a complete. I, I mean, listen, that's a win. This year, this year they're making a combined two point three. I know it's a, it's a big jump from that to now fourteen, but. It could have been higher, and if you, you know, looking at all the other kind of top center duos, I mean, Tavares and Matthews make like twenty-two. McDavid and Drysdale make a lot. I obviously like they're not on that level, but you know, there's a reason why you had to you had to get ahead of those contracts. Uh, you know, Bottrell was not one of those guys that would do that, other than uh, the Jack Eichel contract. But just think of that: like Jack Eichel's contract was eight by ten. I think they had O'Reilly signed for seven point five. So at the at that time, like with that cap, seventeen point five million dollars were in your top two centers, and now five years later, your top two centers are making three million less dollars. It's arguably better. Mm-hmm. It's just better. Yeah. It's just a better way to build your roster, especially because you know Power is probably going to get. I mean, we can talk about their contracts in a second. Power is probably going to get a bag. The one mistake that Kevin Adams has really made contract rise is bridging Darlene, which I I hesitated to say mistake because at the time that made sense, but I guess mm-hmm. maybe we should have he should have probably realized that he was getting Krugered and that, that was the reason why he was struggling. <laughs> but he's gonna have to pay for that one. That's probably gonna be at least in, in t- the ten range. But mm-hmm. I mean he's on pace for seventy two points, <laughs> a huge jump from thirty eight points last year. And I think the big thing for Cousins is one, he's still really young, so I feel like he's still like he's six three. I feel like he can gain. I think he talked about it too, like he can gain probably like another ten, fifteen pounds of muscle too. And like he's been so much better on the puck this year, but even at times it felt like people complained about him losing it. Like think about him ten pounds bigger, he's gonna be so much better. And he's also anchor. I think some of his defensive numbers aren't great, but he's also anchoring two rookie wingers. Like mm-hmm. think of him with like. In the future, with like Jack, a five-year veteran Jack Quinn, five-year veteran yeah. JJ. No, yeah. and 
I think the biggest takeaway here is the social media game is on point. Him and Tage lounging in the in tropical climate, just you know, looking looking like absolute dudes, you know, just sitting there. So, um, no, that I, I love that they actually Kevin Adams went ahead and did it. Uh, there's a picture of him smoking a cigar and everyone's captioning it and just saying, let it cook, let him cook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's pretty much gold. I die laughing every time I see it, but it's, it's, it's promising to see that they're investing in the future of this team, especially like you said, the two top centers are locked down for a very long time to build around and build this team around. So yeah. Speaking of the top two centers. Well, I mean, also just to cut you off real quickly, like, also, from the fact of this is another situation where, you know, we saw if Samuelson, they paid him 54 games in his NHL career. And we saw it with Tage really paying him off one year of production. You know, they're really paying Cousins off 50 games of production. Again, I'm not saying that's that's bad, but like, I think it shows that. I guess, I guess it'll be interesting with other like young players what happens, but I think it shows that like when the Sabres, when Kevin Adams knows, he knows, and like he's mm-hmm. going to sign you. He's going to try and get that long-term discount. So I, I think that's like the most interesting part from, from my perspective. Also, like how, how long were we like praying for them to get a second line center? Like Extremely yeah, long. literally the whole Jack Eichel a- after Ryan O'Reilly were like, they don't have a second line. Like it was Marcus Johansson. Then it was- oh, we got breaking news, fellas. We got breaking news. Casey Middlestad signed 5 million for 10 years. That's not I funny. Hate I hate you so much. I, was, <laughs> my heart, I thought you were being legit. Heart. And then I hear Casey Millsat. I'm just like, dude, no, that's not. I funny. thought he got traded. I was like, oh my God, am I about to like get my life? And then you said signed. And then you said five years. And I was like, man, that kind of like, that, I don't know. And then you said 10 mil. And I was like, all right. If you no, I said, said five, five mil four. for 10 years. Oh, I thought I heard not five possible. Years. Only eight. Yeah. 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 Heck. Well, I mean, again, like, sorry, I, threw it I, off, but had to no, head a prank. I think I, I just think it shows like they're willing to commit to people, like these kids. They're willing to give. Them, they're not afraid to dole out like contracts. They're not. I think it's a new perspective. I think a lot of. I think, you know, GMs are getting smarter in the fact that they're stopped bridging their players. Mm-hmm. Like the teams that are like rebuilding, they understand like, hey, like if they go once they go to like that RFA where they can't get offer sheeted. Like, don't bridge them where they could get offer sheet. Like, we saw that with Aho in Carolina, and then they had to pay him. Like, I'm not saying Aho was a good player, but like, I don't think he's a $9.8 million player. Like, I think he's more like an eight. Mm-hmm. Like, you, they had to overpay for him now. But like, if, if you sign your guy now to seven years, you have him for seven years. So, right. Yeah. No, I think you said it perfect. Like, when Kevin Adams knows, he knows. And, um, you know, I think looking at it now, it's all going to work out. And, um, you know, he's big on, building from within and developing and keeping these guys here long-term. So you got to think as we move into like talking about like what they're going to do with Darlene power, Paterka Quinn, you got to think Darlene will probably get seven, eight years. Um, probably like 10, like maybe he'll take a little bit less in like nine, eight and a half, nine. Like that'd be, that'd be sweet, but he's just in plus. Um, power. I honestly feel like they'll just shell him a long-term deal. Yeah, like just he's, he's earn, deserving of it. Because and now I would say he's probably in a long-term deal, getting like he might be overpaying him now, like six, seven. But like by the end of that contract, if he's a point per game defenseman, that'll be like such a bargain contract. And then I could, 
I could see Paterka and Coin getting shorter term deals. I, I do think it's funny. And I'm not saying I, I didn't love the tweet, but I did see that like I think their con- what their contracts are up. I don't even remember what year now. Um what the twenty thirty four, like July first, and someone was like oh. July July first, twenty thirty four is gonna be the next Breer jury. Uh dude, that's my, that's oh, my 20... birthday. There was because Tage and 2030. 2030. That's what it was. I thought 34. I was like in my head. But still, like, um, I don't know. Like, you got to think <laughs> if that does happen, like, July 1st, 2030, you'll have Tage without a contract, Dylan Cousins, Matias Amison, possibly Darlene, possibly Power. Like, you got to. They won't have Darlene without a contract, though, because he has one year left and they're going to. He would be off, but you're you're right. Like, they'd have, they'd but, have like, three. That's my point. Like you have all these core pieces now leaving on the same day, like that'd be kind of funny. That'd be tough. Dude, like, you gotta it, hope there's some success before that. Yeah, so like I, I can't. I that's that's my that's my that's my freaking birthday, man. That's gonna be that's that's a. Uh, I'll be twenty turning twenty eight years old that day. That's horrifying to even think about uh, that far in advance. Worst birthday day ever. No, yeah. I, and I, I listen. They made the right move. They also, I think it was a very good contract from the saying of they got him under Tage's cap hit. I think we all mm-hmm. thought potentially he was going to get eight, so it was going to be like a Malkin situation in Pittsburgh where the second-best center gets a higher cap hit. And it's comparable to his his, uh, his draft mates. Obviously, Boldy got seven by seven. Boldy maybe a little bit more. Has shown maybe for a longer period of time he's been a top six four, but doesn't have that elite. Yeah. I don't think has that elite upside as, as his cousin, so I see. And they also got ahead of like the Caulfield extension, the Zgrass extension. You know, yeah, I wanna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hate Bean. Like that's kind of like a Bean thing to do. Like what he did with Trey White. Like you gotta kind of get ahead of your your league comp. Like the, the the draft mates. Okay, I'm gonna propose a question, but I just want to say something. Referring back to birthdays, sports moments on birthdays. Um, God. we go back to 2016. Rex Ryan gets fired on my birthday. God, you know what? You gotta it's love having like a birthday in December, a birthday in July, and then my birthday's just in the middle of May, and the Sabers haven't been relevant in. Dude, there's like decades. the remnants like of a blizzard on my birthday, so yeah. I don't want to hear it. You don't get blizzards. Mid May, man. Mid May. Listen, listen. In the next couple of years, like mid May could be a good birthday. Sabers clinch a playoff series. Like, yeah, you're talking about. Um, they're gonna win the cup this season, man. Well, anyway, like mid June, but back back to my question, I was gonna propose to you. Do you see with all these extensions coming up? Do you see these players maybe taking less to stay and like build a culture here and keep the culture rolling and try and win, or do you think they'll get like their market value and mm-hmm. like what do you think is their main focus here? I definitely think it's it's a little bit of both. Like I think at the end of the day, like players want to get paid what they feel like they're at least worth. Like I don't, I don't right. know, we're not gonna get like announced to Deline signed eight years, five million dollars per. No, like that's yeah. like that's like not getting paid what he's worth as a top defenseman. I do think, yeah, I think he could potentially maybe get a little bit of a discount. Like I, I like for me, it's kind of like Tage got seven point like one two five or whatever, and like you saw like Robert Thomas get eight mil, and like I think Kairu got some like I think that like that kind of discount. Like maybe it's like a million dollars less than we might think. Like mm-hmm. Dalene I think has a real chance to get eleven mil. Now do I think he's probably gonna like that's probably what's the highest. Do I think his final number is probably like ten? Sure. I think that's yeah. where you see like you get like power 
I don't know. Powers is an interesting case from the fact of like I think if I was the Sabers, I would be after Darlene, I'd be pounding the table to get him extended for eight years. But like, I think that's where you come from, like the culture or like getting paid perspective. Like, why would Power want to sign a contract extension after this season? Because he's probably gonna get thirty to thirty-five points, but it was his rookie season, so next year he could be like that fifty, sixty-point defenseman and get paid probably a lot more. Now, Grant. I think it's hard for a 20 year old to say no to an eight by eight contract. So I guess maybe that's what their play would be. I feel like, I feel like, so like power would be an interesting case for that example. Like Darlene, I think is going to take a little bit less. I saw it with the letter to Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a little less than we expected power. I don't know. And then Quinn and Paterka, I think you talked a little bit. I just think like, I know we've talked about like, Oh man, they've been really good. Like not bridging people. Um, We're going to see with them. Cause I, I think right now, I mean, they have two years left, so it's kind of hard to like. I mean, cousins they took the whole three years, so I, I would I would assume we don't get a con- like talks about their contract extensions for it until two years from now. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I I agree with Dom on that. I, I don't think we're gonna see anyone take like two million dollars for you know what I mean. Like it, it's gonna they're gonna have to be paid, but are they willing to sacrifice a little bit to be in this city in this environment? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe and these younger guys, I think you got to pay along alluding to what Dom said, because if you don't, another team's going to come and swoop. You know what I mean? They're the, especially guys like power who have been playing <laughs> at very least, well, you know, at least our general manager isn't like that's too long and too much money for a player. He just signed at Lou Lamorello past your prime, yeah. dude. Yeah, that was a tough. Uh, it's not the early 2000s doubles anymore. No. Yeah. I, again, I, I think. I think you're going to see bits of it, but I also think you're going to see people get paid what they're worth. But I think, honestly, it's it's not really the big guns. Like, I think, yeah, Power's going to get his. Dallin's going to get his. I think Quinn Paterka's going to get his. It's going to, And Tuck's probably going to get a huge uh, raise. I mean, he's making like $4.7 million till 26. I think it's going to be like, I'm not, well, Jeff's a bad example because Jeff would probably be like, what, 34, 35 when he's done. I mean, obviously, he's mm-hmm. going to take a huge pay cut. He's like making $9 million if he wants to stay at, at that age. But like, right. Even though I'm not the biggest fan, like Olsen right now is making 4.75. And I don't I don't know what his qualifying offer is. Um, It could be maybe a little bit higher, like five. Um, Like the bill, the Sabres are not going to pay. I mean, listen, they shouldn't pay him. So I shouldn't say they're not, but. Five by five just should not be in the cards for for the Sabres for him. And if he wants that, like that, that's where you get the culture thing of like, if you want to stay on the team, like we can't pay you five million. We can't pay a, a deficient third line winger uh, five million dollars. Like that's where yeah. like if you want to get paid, we're gonna, we can move you elsewhere. But if you want to be mm-hmm. part of the culture and stay on the team, you're gonna have to take four. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. Like, I think you yeah. see more of the mid roster. Mm-hmm. Or like. Joe just made the joke with Casey, like, oh please, you know, if they if they want to give, I think I said at the beginning of the year he should be on the bench, and You're I still right agree that. that I still agree that we should trade him, but he's kind of been producing. Okay, c- well, congratulations on getting secondary three secondary assists in a game. Listen, you know like I'm the, the big star. one of the biggest middle stat haters out there, but credit where credits due. He has like been, yeah, he's got play- off no 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 he's playing good he's playing well for his role, but like I still think. You know, oh, he's trade worthy for sure. I think so, because yeah. I'd rather have like a Yuri Coolidge, Noah Oslin, you have Savoy, Rosen, like who are all I mean, pretty, pretty good, by the way. What's that? I think there's a way to improve, like the person that played. Like you could better 
Casey Mills just roll with someone else. No, like, yeah, that's what I'm, that's cool. what I'm saying. Like, no, that's what I'm, yeah, like I, you did, could like as you said, it's like you, you could put someone with an ELC and probably get some very similar production, and all of a sudden you have like you, two million dollars. Did you see that Oilers? There's a high probability they put Jesse Puljujarvi in waivers. If you're the Sabers, are you claiming him? I, well, hmm. well, the Sabers were reported that they were to they would take him, but they attached an asset. Hmm. So they would. Oh, forgot. Tyson Jost needs a contract extension too, and I would bring him back. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, not eight like, years. But is like, gonna be like, is gonna I be give like, him like two to three. This is gonna be like two, three million dollars tops, two point five three. But yeah, but no. Back to my oh, other no. point. Like, would you claim Pulleyarvi? Um, if I was moving out Middlestad or Olson, yes. Okay. Like, I would have. I I wouldn't do it. Like. I like Pogliarvi, and like, yeah, I don't think he's a great offensive player. He struggles finishing and stuff, but like, he's a good four checker, and he's like a good, really good defensive forward. So I think he's kind of a little bit what the, he's like another, he's like a, he's like a higher ceiling Gergensons to me. Like Gergensons have a really terrific season. Like credit to him defensively. I feel like Pogliarvi is that, but maybe gives you a little bit more juice offensively. Um. So I would claim him. I mean, he makes a little bit of bank, but like the mm-hmm. Sabres are in a position where I don't think that's they can, really matters. They could eat some salary. <laughs> yeah, they could eat yeah. some salary. And also, like, I feel like, you know, we talked about, like, I think I, I literally just said, like, improving middle stats role. Like, I think putting Pogliarvi in the third line instead of middle stat, like having a more defensive four checker, like, that's Not a bad idea. That's a better move. Now, it just, but like, as much as I don't like Millsad and Olsen, like I wouldn't just claim Priarvi and keep those two. Like I think there has to be a a move prior to claiming him, because then at that point you have a logjam, and then who's and then we all know like one of Pater- I actually don't think one of Paterka would be out, but like Krebs would probably be out, or like they'd start scratching someone that shouldn't be scratched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's just. We have so much money to spend on people, like the cap, you know, and as as we've alluded to, it's only going to expand and whatnot. So it, it shall but be that money can go quickly. Yes, it can, unfortunately. So. I mean, I think we just gotta use it on our core guys though. And if we see hopefully I didn't speak into existence middle stack getting an extension or anything like just that. But no no Ricky DiPietro contracts, no Ilya Kovalchuk contracts, no, no Zach Parisi no, Ryan Suter no contracts. Billy Leno contracts, five no Billy Leno five, contract, no Krishnirhoff contracts. Like what do you guys think of the Tarasenko trade? I know that's Rangers, but Sammy Blay going back to St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, they tried to they tried to one up the NBA trade deadline yesterday. Yeah, that's really one up in it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but like Vladdy Tarasenko is not on the same level as like KD, <laughs> so no. That's a that's a good deal for New York. You know he's a playoff performer. Um, it's a pretty good deal for St. Louis to get a first round pick from a guy that's declining. So yeah, yeah it's probably more of a rental piece too for them to try and make a push yeah. to the Stanley Cup. But because right. I don't know if the Rangers even have the cat space to sign him because they'll they got to figure something out with Lafreniere and Kako and you know they have. How much they have over twenty million dollars tied up with Panarin and Fox, and then Shesterkin's deal, Zabanejad, like Kreider's deal, like they see that's a team that's like you saw, you know, they had a lot of young piece, pieces, and they kind of went out to spend, bringing in like Panarin and then giving Fox that nine and a half million dollar deal. So like you can see how, you know, you can become cap strapped really quick. Yeah, like I mean, 
Panarin's not the player he once was. He's making over $11 million. All he does look is get assists now. He doesn't But score. look at Tage. Tage is making $4 million less than him. Like, that's where, like, the Sabres, yeah. you just look at their long-term future with the cap. Like, that's how built they, like, they're just built different. Like, yeah. you, should, different. you should not have a dude that could get 110 points for $7 million. Yeah. No, that's I, like, it's like a NHL franchise mode. I'm not, I'm not uh, saying, like, listen, the Cousins contract's a good contract. It's not Tage. Obviously, it's not Tage's contract. Cousins' mm-hmm. contract's a pretty standard second line. I, mean, I Honestly, I think he's making a little less than second line center money because I think he sure got like seven and a half or something like that somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like seven and a half, eight is more second line center money. You saw if Robert Thomas getting eight. So they actually got a little bit of a discount too on that too. So yeah. yeah. Just just rotating off that real quick because, uh, you know, we, this is pretty. Pretty long pod, so it is. might want to go a little faster. But <laughs> uh, Tage, Tage back. Um, yep, full participant. full participant. That was a good sign. Hopefully, him, Cousins, and Samuelson get the ten days off, uh, and are all all cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Darlene took Tage's spot because Tage is obviously a little bit banged up. But I mean, you saw him throw that football in the Bahamas beach; looked pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was the runner up in the hardest shot? I know we were complaining about that. Thought that was Tage's event. They just were being lazy. Solid effort. One hundred two. Yeah. Was, uh, also, gotta wonder when's the next uh, skills competition at with Sabers. I uh, haven't had that in a little bit. No, that'd be nice. I think to I haven't see, had though. that since nineteen. I don't think they have that since the pandemic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I feel like it'd be then, competitive. And then I can't remember who picked the Atlantic, but congratulations, uh, you were correct. I picked the Central. Wow. They were runners up. Did I pick the Metro? Yeah, they're all yeah, in the first round. So. I think the only people we didn't pick was the Pacific, which was the blatant. Oh yeah, and then I was like, watch the Pacific win, and yeah, no, that didn't happen. And no. I picked, I picked the Atlantic. Yep, Darlene Hannah. Oh, that's job. what I'm talking about. The NHL though, the NHL though, even like they're also a game. Like people don't care, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like that's I think they I care more about the skills competition. That's why I feel like MLB man. Like MLB yeah, king. We're not all be the biggest baseball fans, but like the home run derby slaps, and like oh, yeah, you can't, and you can't like simulate like a hundred mile hour fastball coming at you like you can't be like no. hey we're gonna throw 70 miles an hour like no dude like this dude's throwing gas and they're trying to hit nukes the nba mm-hmm. also has an okay all-star thing as well i mean they they play the real they, yeah they they actually do play um yeah they do a lot of like cool dunks and like setup plays like you can tell it's not like full effort but like it's still very very entertaining to watch right yeah yeah baseball's so. king though for sure i agree mm-hmm. mlb's king but Alrighty. yeah Prediction time. We don't. I don't know. One has anything else to add, right? I'm not, no. Not no. All right. So we got the Flames coming to town tomorrow at twelve thirty. Wow, that's a matinee game. Then they take their Western California road trip to LA on Monday, Anaheim on Wednesday, and Sharks on Saturday. So we probably. Have, I'm gonna say we were. No, obviously we're not gonna do the Sharks one. So I want to say we have three games. Joe, what's the record? Flames, Kings, and Ducks. Three and zero coming out of the All Star break. They 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 go crazy. I'm going with it. I'll say one and two. Outdated. I think they're going to slump a little bit. Mm. I was going to go one one one, but I'm I, I'm going to go two and one because I think I think they're going to win at home and they're going to beat the Ducks and they're going to lose the Kings. That's my yeah. I mean, okay. if they lose the Ducks, like this mm-hmm. is like a bad. They're loss. openly tanking, but yeah, yeah. There, Gary yeah, Bettman, o- there's openly. no tanking in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that wasn't yeah. okay. The biggest ludicrous comment that made by a commissioner like over the weekend was Roger Goodell. Over the week was like Roger Goodell being like, officiating has never been better. 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that, that's so bogus. It's not even funny. All but right, Joe, who you got this week? I got uh, Tuck in goals, and then Darlene in points. Michael, give me Tage in goals and Cousins in points. Ooh. He's going to rep that new contract. I will go. Hmm. I will go Skinner and Darlene. Jeff's, Jeff's going to remind the squad that he's has the highest cap at now. He's Clint. He's, he's still, he's still got it. Yep. yep. Another, another big contract down the drain. Another. <laughs> yeah, His contract's looking bad. better. Just saying like, it's still not great, but it's looking better. He's uncrugered and it's looking more uncrugered. Well, yeah. The good thing with that, I mean, I, I know we want to get into the woods rather, but I also make the point of his contract. What has four years left at nine mil, and like mm-hmm. I think Tusk contract goes up until the last year of that. So really, like by the time the Sabers probably need to get rid of his contract, he will have one year left. So yeah, really not in a bad spot with his contract. No. Like, they kind of need his contract again to, to get to the cap floor, especially for post his contract uh, coming off yeah. the book. No, not at all. And well, used to, I should say. Now with the contracts they told out, they don't. Yeah, yeah. So with that, that's the end of our Sabers talk for the day. And Mike, all right, Mike's going to yeah. take us through some Would You Rather and trivia on the day. Yeah. Well, here we'll we'll start with Would You Rather, of course. Um, it's a little bit different one, I think. Um, okay. I think it's a real head scratcher. Oh, so we have the four major sports: hockey, football, baseball, and basketball. Would you rather kick a game-winning field goal? Score an overtime game winner in hockey, hit a walk off home run, baseball, or hit a game winning three point buzzer beater. Oh, here's Mike. I have an answer right away. Answer right away. Have you ever seen the movie The Natural? Mm hmm. That's what I'm doing right there. Walk off. <laughs> the lights home are run. flashing and everything. The lights, too? Are, lights are exploding. I'm hitting yep. a walk off homer for the. <laughs> is there the any fun. like. Is it. Fun fact that was filmed in Buffalo. It yeah. was. It was. That was like a shout out. Yeah. Mark, a couple guys from the Bisons like I filmed it. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, is it like do we have a situation or is it just like regular season game? Um, we'll say playoffs for all four. I said World oh, Series. Oh, yeah. now you just made it so much harder. Are we just gonna, and it's like uh, game heck. seven, like sending your team to the next round or oh, was, oh, so is this it, Super Bowl or is this just divisional round field goal? It's not championship winning. How about that? Yeah, no, it's not. Cha- it's just moving on to the next round. All right. Oh my god! I just made it so much harder. I should have just Dude, said it was very running cheap. those bases with everyone cheering. That's that's me. Um, that's what I would want right there. Yeah, I feel like for me, it would have to go probably baseball because hitting a walk off bomb would be kind of would be it's just so amp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it would be hockey because like the roar of the crowd when you score would be pretty. And then probably the three pointer just because I don't really follow basketball that much, but I I think that would be pretty cool. And then. I don't know. I just feel feel. I honestly, I feel like field goal in any situation other than potential Super Bowl is definitely four to four. I just if I, I was thrown a hail mary from the twenty yard line and it scored a touchdown, that might change. You know what I mean? That might. change. Mm-hmm. If I threw like, a game, if it was like a game winning touchdown pass with no time limit, yeah, it was like hell. I don't know. I just I, I'm not like aesthetically pleased of kicking game winning field no. goal. Baseball's guess, king yeah. again. MLB's king. We we got oh, God. I know. Yeah, maybe I know. we should start. Maybe we should have more baseball. In the maybe. Yeah. No, we well, go with the what, Blue Jays startup. How do you order it, Michael? Uh, I think I'm going to go. I think I agree with the home run. That's pretty sick. Then I think I'd go with the three pointer and then hockey and football. 
Wow, I can't believe you went basketball. I'm kind of shocked by that. I know. Like, I'm not a big <laughs> basketball fan, but, like, that'd just be kind of cool. Like, think about, um, like, I don't know if Kawhi's was uh, – was that a three when it was Toronto? I think mm. it was, like, a – I think it was, like, a really long two. But I Either way, yeah. like, that, where it's, yeah. like, you shoot it up, and then it's, like, rolling on the rim, and then you see the whole crowd, like, stand up and, like, about to cheer. Like, that's pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Now, I, now I gotta find examples of all four, and, and we had to compare. So, the natural Space Jam. No. Um, no, Space I'm not talking. Jam. About I'm not talking about <laughs> so, like, I guess basketball. Yeah, the Kawhi one's a good one. I, oh, you know what? Well, it wasn't game seven, but like Dame's game winner. I guess that was a three. They yeah. Were losing two, so that was kind of sick. Home run. Like, I hate to say it, Joe. Sorry, but El Tuve's dinger against the Yanks. That was a series mm-hmm. winner. That was kind of a similar situation. I don't. Oh, I guess Iserman's goal. I know that was the, the throwback in Game Seven overtime. I don't. I'm honestly. I guess. Oh, who scored that? Rangers I like Martinez. For, yeah, know, that was Game Five. I hate that example, but that was a championship. Who but scored, was it Panarin that scored with the Rangers Game Seven last year against the Penguins? Oh yeah, maybe. Like that would know. be a big example, and then I can't. I guess football. Fear, like I don't five, know. There's five examples from the NFL, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. The NFL one. The NFL one really isn't all that random. Like, I feel Hill like that kind of happens all the time. But, yeah, okay. I, I think that was a good one, a little bit different. Rather yes. than two options, there's like a would you rather, 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 rather. Mm-hmm. The four options. Honestly, like, the basketball one's probably, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the basketball one's, like, if we were doing, like, the rarest ones, it's probably basketball, baseball. Hockey and football. Yeah. 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 I, I, maybe it's football, hockey. I feel like game seven winners. I don't know. Not in overtime, though. Yeah. Okay, here we'll get we'll get into um, trivia. I think we're gonna start with the hardest question first. Jeez, all right. With the Bills oh, question. God. So pretty well last week, so here we go. Who <laughs> who are the four players in Bills history with a hundred percent completion on touchdown passes? Like one throw touchdowns? Yep. Marshawn Lynch. That's one. John okay. Brown. Yes, that's one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um Andre Roberts? Uh, no. Mm. Cole Beasley? No, he's he's one for two. Dang. Andre Roberts? Was it Andre Roberts the one that threw the touchdown to Singletary in the Dallas game? Are you wrong on that? I no, he but he probably has more than one attempt. Mm. Mm, that is tough. So They're we got one Marshawn for one. Lynch. We got Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch is one. John Brown is one. I'll get one of them still plays for the Bills. Devin Singletary? No, no, no. Wide receiver. Is it, is it Isaiah McKenzie? It is Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. When did he throw? There's no. Pass? I'm just gonna say it. There's no way no, you get the. When did he one. throw a touchdown pass? There's no way you get what? I don't know, but yeah, he's one for one. Yeah. Oh my god, he threw it against the Cardinals. That's yep. the one. Yeah. Uh, I remember Josh Allen's second touchdown. That was that was. There's. I'm just gonna say this. There's no way you get the fourth one because he played in 1969. Oh no way. Uh, I'm gonna say Cookie Gilchrist. Uh, you'd be wrong because it's the legend Preston Riddlehuber. <laughs> <laughs> Preston Riddlehuber, love it, dude. Love it. Dude was a running back, played in nine that games. Definitely, that's a trivia question of like, which dude one had of a 45 yard touchdown pass. Just saying, which one of these is an actual NFL player? <laughs> yeah, that was that's Tristan Riddlehuber. Oh my god, Tristan. No, no, I'm gonna Preston. get. I'm, Preston, I'm going to get his, I'm going to get a jersey, a Riddle Huber jersey now. I'm going to I'm going to scour <laughs> Honestly, the internet for one. Honestly, let's see this guy. Preston Riddle Huber. 
watch him be like a legend. Watch him play like one season. He played in his career, he played in 22 games and had one carry for 12 yards. No, he had 12 carries for 55 yards. Dude, core special teamer seemed like what a guy. Seemed like he would fit well with the He had a 45 yard touchdown pass. So I'm just like, dude, he felt like Taiwan Jones, man. Gunner probably probably was like, oh, man. Um, Sabres question it's kind of probably easy, but with the trade deadline coming up, uh, what was the last trade the Sabres made? That like recently, mm-hmm. last trade, like trade, made. trade, trade, yes, trade, trade. God, I'm gonna blank on this actually. Oh, no, they picked Jost on waivers. That was it not wasn't, a trade. it wasn't very flashy, but it was a trade. Oh, they traded Laskin and didn't they to like Dallas mm-hmm. or some team? Yeah, is that it? Yep. Yep. What's the last? What's the last? I, I can't remember the last NHL trade they made. I'm just be completely blanking on that. And then the final question, Super Bowl question: Who is the last non-offensive Super Bowl MVP? Oh. God damn it! Mm. All right, all right, Joe, we're working together on this. Malcolm Smith was in 2013. What about Butler for that interception? No, 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 no. Okay, so 14 was Brady. 15 was Von Miller. So actually, we're closer now. 15 is Von Miller. Yep, yep, yep. 16 is Brady again. 17 was Foles. Foles. 18 was Edelman. 19 was Mahomes. 20 was Brady. Brady. 21. 21. Last year was that was Cooper Cup. So it's Von Miller in 20. Von Miller. It is Von Miller. Well, I was about to say Malcolm Smith. Good thing I. Oh, oh man. What a what a what a last two listen last two Super Bowls Denver's been in the defensive player is one so they have they have I mean can't argue with it but didn't lag out nope Mike Mike survived and this is our this is our last official pod of the 2022-23 NFL season I know we have the Super Bowl pregame but I, I that's like a special it's not really an episode so thanks for riding with us through the betting on the Bills Broncos country uh, Broncos country let's ride Russell let's Wilson. Hide. Good job with your charity, man. Yeah. Great job being yeah. scummy with that. We're talking, yeah. I mean, we're talking about that was like what the would charity. Oh, That's our Walter paid man of the year. Yeah, exactly. Russell I, Wilson. I can't believe that. Good job, but, buddy. Fraud. But without further ado, that's gonna end it for this edition of the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly, and I was joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. And farewell for the 2022-23 NFL season. And we'll finish out the NHL with you guys. But Dom, Mike, how do you always end these? Go Bills, baby. Go Go Sabres.